All right, all right, all right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Man Up Already podcast. Super excited to have you here. If we have not met yet, my name is John Puritz. This is the Man Up Already podcast, and it is episode 56, Why Men Must Have a Battle to Fight. So good to have you here. A lot of exciting things to talk about. Uh, A great, great, great topic today. Um, but let's let's dive in first. Excited to finally announce that manupalready.com is back up and uh, running. You can go there, manupalready.com, and you'll see a bunch of different things on there: the podcast, the book, and something new that we're launching: Man Up Already Coaching. And um, I'm just uh, very pumped to do that. It's something that's been in the works for a while. But what we're looking to do is come alongside a few men. And personally, you know, coach them, guide them. I, I, you know, the, the saying is when status quo is no longer acceptable, if you're a man listening to this right now and you're going, you know what, I need to get to the next level. I really buy into this man up already mindset that John keeps talking about. Um, reach out to me, go to manupalready.com. You can literally shoot me a message. You can send an email. We will connect. And I can talk more about that with you, find out where you're at, how I can help. But Man Up Already Coaching, that coaching platform is live. And uh, you can get the book on there, which I'd mentioned, right? It's out on Amazon. And again, I say this pretty much every podcast, I really believe that that book is so timely right now. And then obviously connect on social media. Um, All the links on the website are there. You can follow on um, you know all the platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can follow on Instagram and, and there's a TikTok channel. Uh, it's all happening there. And then um, there also is the Man Up Already YouTube channel. And on there will be the podcast. You can watch the video of this. There'll also be things like the ride along that I post out there. So all the things that we're doing now are up on the website, uh, YouTube channel that you can follow. It's it's never been a better time than dive into the man up already mindset. So let's talk about why a man must have a battle to fight. You know, one thing that we stand by, talk about, right, all the time, we'll fight for, die, die for, is that there is a God and God created men and women for purpose. This has been a central theme of everything that we've ever posted in regards to this man up already mindset. There is a God and he creates men and women um, for a reason and a purpose. And that reason and that purpose is very different for men as it is for women. Okay. So whether you you want to buy into it or not, Um, the one thing that I have seen over and over and over again in my life after I I became aware of it and really understood what it is, is that there is a spiritual battle going on all around us. There is a spiritual battle. There are things that we cannot see that are fighting um, around us. And if you want proof, take a look at right now like, like just take a look around. Okay. If you, if you look around, there's no denying the fact that, that I'll say this in my lifetime, that God has been more removed from our society, right? Over time, right. I'm 52. So, 
Uh, I was, you know, born in the 70s. I grew up 70s, 80s. And if I look at from the 70s all the way till now, there's no denying the fact that God is, is being removed more and more in our society. As a matter of fact, it's, it's like taboo um, or you'll be canceled if you, if you talk ab- about God which we refuse to do, right? I'm not going to not talk about God. Um, and, and, and we deny that. But if you, if you look at society today, are people happier? Like if you look at violence in our society, it's no longer violence in our schools, by the way, it's violence in our society. If you look at the happiness of people, the grounding, we have identity issues, we have violence issues, we have racial issues, we, we have marital issues. I mean, we have family issues now. A lot of those things have been around for a long time, but the things like gender issues and all of these things on the level in which they're at, they're bit they're people are not happy. I mean, you just, just there's more prescribed drugs, there's more suicide, there's all people are not happy. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we are removing God from our society. And when you don't have the anchor, when you don't have the source, when you don't have what you were created to be connected, you're created from and connected to, it's chaos, right? Because there's there's just no grounding. And the, the fact is, if there is a spiritual battle, which there is, then the enemy is really on the advantage right now. And uh, that's something that we absolutely, absolutely reject. So um, I've often said that if you, if you want to really get a a clear picture of i think where the, our country the direction that we're heading in right not, you'll hear me say on the podcast there's nothing new under the sun right if if you want to get a good idea of, of what direction we're headed in well all you have to do is kind of go back into you know open up the bible look at the old testament look at the nation of israel in the old testament and that's a good good indication of where we're headed right history right? Just keeps repeating, right? We as human beings, right? We just keep doing the same things over and over again. We think we're so smart and we have all these technological advances, but we continue to to make a lot of the same mistakes. If you look at Israel in the Old Testament, it's a metaphor for what's happening today. It's just kind of crazy. And just like that kingdom paid its price and reaped what it had sown, um, we're on the same path. Okay, we are divinely created, guys, for purpose, and men must have a battle to fight. So, what's the battle? Well, the great battle, right? The one that we're created for, the one that we're created to fight, is the spiritual battle, right? In in our time, right? So, what's the battle for men right now? The biggest battle that men can fight is to fight for God, right? In our time right now. And if you're a man listening to this right now, you know in your heart of hearts, especially when you're alone and quiet, that you're called for more. You know that you're called in for more. You can feel it in your bones, in your spirit. There's something much bigger than you out there, right? And and the, the scary thing is, is that society wants to tell you that it's work, it's career, it's money, it's prestige, it's fame, and all those things. But those things don't fill our soul. Those things are empty. They're meaningless, right? If I, I'm amazed at how often I go on social, like I just, you just see the idolatry. You see the things that, that we're supposed to chase, right? And we keep getting, you know, I, I personally get 
on all social platforms, I'm getting pitched constantly. We can do this and you can have this and all this stuff, right? Attraction marketing. But all of those things are empty. That's not what we're created for. We're created for much, much bigger. There is something more wired into us. And I love what John Eldridge says all the time, especially in the book Wild at Heart and anything that he puts out there, is that our hearts are wired for eternity. Okay, Our our hearts are wired for eternity, for something bigger. So I start every day with quiet time in the Bible, right? Like it's a it's been a part of my routine for over 20 years now. And a few weeks back, I came across this passage. Um, and before I read it, l- let me just kind of set it up, okay, for, for those of you that might not be as, as well-versed in just the Bible and the history of it like I am. Um, in the Old Testament of the Bible, which is, you know, everything that happened before Jesus showed up is, is the Old Testament. God calls Abraham out of his comfort zone, and he leads him into what will be known as the promised land for the nation of Israel. So, I mean, we're talking hundreds of hundreds of years in the making, right? But God finds a man named Abram, okay, and his wife Sarai, and he takes the two of them, renames them Abraham and Sarah, and says to them, and they're in their old age, he says to them, I'm going to make you a great nation. Like if you look up and look at the stars, your nation, that what comes from you will be as numerable as the stars in the sky. And Abraham's old and he's like, wow, you know, that's kind of hard to believe, but you're God, right? And so the entire Old Testament is God calling Abraham, a lot of it after Noah and the flood and all that stuff, God calls Abraham out to lead him to the promised land and then builds a nation um, from that. And then, you know, that's where he, Moses and all those things um, happen. But it's um, 14 generations from Abraham to King David, okay, which is approximately a little over 500 uh, or a little, it's, it's almost 500 years. I think it's like 490 something, but let's just say 500 years. 14 generations, um, and and every generation is going through this adversity, uh, experiencing a battle to get to this promised land and prosperity, okay? To get there, to set up the kingdom, to, to build the temple, all this stuff, right? To finally find peace. And it's David's son, Solomon, who inherits this peace that is now living in peace and prosperity. So I want you to get for 500 years, there's something bigger. There's a battle to fight. There's a cause. There's something much, much bigger than every person involved to get to, right? Wired into them by God. And then here's Solomon, David's son. He's he's living in the land, the temple now, the place where God's going to dwell amongst his people right? It, it, it's permanent. Before it was a tent. So even that, right, setting up the tent, moving the tent, etc. Now it's a permanent place. It's, a, it's a, a house for God amongst the people. Solomon gets it built. So there's, that project's done. And he's sitting in peace, prosperity, and great wealth. And right after the temple's built, Solomon 
says this. It's in Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 16 and 17. He says, Therefore, Lord God of Israel, now keep what you have promised your servant David, my father, saying that you shall not fail to have a man sit before me on the throne of Israel only if your sons take heed to their way that they walk in my law as you have walked before me. Now, O Lord God of Israel, let your word come true, which you have spoken to your servant David. So Solomon is saying, Lord, you promised David that your his sons would, you know, would follow you, be honored, prospered, right? As long as they walk in your way, let that be true. So Solomon is saying to God, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to hold everything that you've promised, right, um, to, to my father in place, right? Like he, his intentions are spectacular. But what blows me, what blew me away when I read the chapter, when I read the verse, sorry, um, and I just, it, it's always kind of bothered me, is Solomon knows what's at stake. He prays this prayer, let I, let me, I will be diligent, like honor this promise, I will carry it out. And yet Solomon is the one that fails and causes Israel over a tremendous amount of time, I think over another 500 years, to fall into um, ruin. And 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 it's not 500 years. It might even even be longer. It's a it's a long time, right? I have to check my fact on that. But it's a long time that the nation of Israel, from this moment of prosperity, literally gets sacked, destroyed. Temple is burnt down. They go into slavery again, into exile. Then they come back. It, it's it's a it's a whole thing. But here's the guy that says, "I'm going to honor you, follow you, keep your promises," and he's the one. That fails. And why did he fail? Because Solomon was born into peace. He was born into prosperity. He didn't fight for what he earned, what he inherited. There was no battle going on. People would come and visit him and pay homage to him. He would share his wisdom, right? There's no battle. The temple's built, so there's no great project. There's nothing outside of Solomon. And so, like what most bored men do, is he tries to find his purpose, right? He, in women, in sex, in food, in all these things that are fleeting, that are meaningless. And what's interesting is he then writes a book, the book of Ecclesiastes, which basically is Solomon sharing what he learned from all of that, which is that life is empty and meaningless. Like none of those things matter. The only thing that matters is relying on God and being in, in the present moment. Think about that. So here's the guy that's responsible, right, for the decline of Israel, basically saying, uh, you know, I, I tried to find meaning and purpose in everything else, and 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 none of it, none of it really, really matters. So for you men out there, right, I need you to you need you to really hear my voice. There is a battle to fight. There is more to life than what society, excuse me, tells you it should be. There's way more, right? Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. And that is so very true. God needs you. He needs you to find and recapture your heart. He needs you to find your and pursue your purpose. And you may be going, I don't know what that is. 
Well, that's why we set up manupalready.com, right? Let's spend some time and discuss that because I'll tell you this, there's no way that I would have gotten in touch with my passion and my purpose without other men leading me down that journey, helping me discern things, helping me get rid of things, helping me start to see shape and mold. I've had him on here. His name is Dr. Dave White. Go go into past episodes, find that episode, right? Dr. Dave White is a mentor of mine. He's about 10 years older. He's in my, in my, my posse, right? Uh, he, he's uh, in my mastermind. He has helped me and led me to, to understand what that passion and purpose is. You need a man to do that. Your wife can't do it, right? Wives, if, if, if women, if you're, if you're listening to this, you cannot do that for your man, okay? You cannot find his purpose for him. He has to find it. It's not your responsibility to do it, nor it, 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 should it ever come from, from you. Now, you inspire him, right? You, you, you are in partnership with him, but masculinity can never, ever, ever be bestowed by femininity. It has to come from a masculine heart, man to man. So if you're a man out there and you're struggling with that passion and that purpose, and you need discernment and you need wisdom, well, that's what this podcast is all about. Go find the men in your life that are godly men that can help you do that. Reach out to me if you just want to talk about that. We can do that. We can spend some time and discuss it. But the world needs you. The world needs you. Your country needs you. It's so, so important. Your family needs you. Your wives need you. It's time to fight, guys. It's time to join the battle, the bigger battle. There's so much more at stake right now for you to find what that is to come alive. The world needs you to come alive, right? I had put a post out there on social media that life is not some puzzle, right? It's an adventure. And in that adventure is your personal battle, the battle to fight, right? For you to find that purpose, for you to get after it, to be all that you are created to be. And you have absolutely what it takes, right? And we're here on the podcast to journey with you together. Reach out to me. Let's connect. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. God bless, guys. And thanks for listening.